Hey, welcome to the Forward by Faith broadcast. I'm excited that you're here. We're on the way into the sanctuary because we believe that the Lord has a word for us. Come on in and let's see what God has for us. Not looking back, I press into a higher place, no longer will I be deceived by the enemy, I'm moving forward, 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 yeah, I'm walking in my destiny to be on God, I'm moving, forward, yeah, forward, speak to the Stand, just lift your hands and just worship him. That song is a prophetic song. He is so good. In spite of how you feel, in spite of how you, the outward condition may be, our God is good. So that's why you can sing that song in the hard times. That's why you can sing that song when you're by yourself. Because nobody knows your struggle but you. But when you have enough strength and enough unction to say, God, you're so good. You can lift up holy hands and don't care who's watching. Don't care if the service, the, the order has been changed. Because in spite of everything, he is so good. So if we can just, just sing that song one last time the chorus and just think about his goodness because he is so good he is so good thank you for this presence in this place God we thank you that for what you are doing in this place has never been seen before so God we give you permission to move throughout this sanctuary we give you permission to take hold of our youth this morning we give you permission oh God to wreck this place with your glory sober us ready us to hear Loose my tongue that I may be able to articulate what you have us to hear. 
we thank you for your mercy and your grace we thank you that healing steal the children's bread and God we speak and declare purpose over your youth we speak and declare that their latter days will be better than their former days we speak and declare that their steps have been ordered by you we speak and declare that no devil in hell will forfeit what you have predestined to them now remove every barrier remove every obstacle that will try to stop this word from coming forth we thank you and we give you praise and this is Jesus name we pray amen 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 hallelujah 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 anybody need a word this morning amen anybody was oppressed to get here oppressed this week amen so I know that God is up to something amen first I want to thank God for the head of my life and for all that I am is because of him amen I want to thank my wife amen she's she's up there amen hallelujah my wife and I became legal um, a couple days ago we are 21 years in this marriage game amen and so I want to thank my wife because she is the best thing that ever happened to me and I'm unapologetic because I love that woman and so I, I say to you, Tanika, I will marry you again and again and again. I love you. I thank God for my pastor. Amen. We truly have a pastor that has a heart for people, that has a heart for men that has our heart for our youth, that wants to see people's lives transform. And so that's why I'm so thankful that I'm connected to a man that is connected to the source. Hallelujah. Thank God for Reverend Jean and Mom, Pa Felder. I want to thank God for all the ministers here and sitting up there. Without you, I couldn't do this. I want to thank God for all the men, and especially the men on Wednesday night. They help and shape me and, and keep me sharp. Amen. I want to thank God for my mom, my dad, my siblings, and a host of relatives and friends. I send you my love. There is a word this morning. So journey with me on the topic called annoyed. Annoyed. You'll make sense in a minute. To be annoyed is the feeling or showing angry irritation. And if we ask our youth that are attending church all across America, what annoys them about going to church? Could it be 
that they are annoyed by the double life that they see at home and what they see at church. Could it be possibly that they don't have a deep relationship with Christ like we think they have? Could it be that they perceive church is boring? Could it be that their friends are not here so there's nothing to gravitate to? All of those are valid and all of those are things that we as adults needs to consider. So we the church have to be careful that we don't create barriers to a Jesus that has no boundaries. Jesus love transcends our understanding as an adult and his wisdom is so delightful that our youth can understand it. So can we agree corporately today and forevermore that we'll be more attentive to listen to our youth. The Bible says in Mark chapter 10, verse 14, Jesus saw that he was indignant because he said, let the children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And I believe that God is causing all our youth to come to him all across this nation. Amen. So in our text, this text is interesting to me because it says that there is a man who is annoyed because he has been paralyzed. The truth, the fact is that he cannot move. He is awake but everything around him is moving. A new day, a new morning, same room, same bed, same people, same food, same routine. Isn't it something how life can have you in the same cycle? Same stuff over and over again. I get tired of seeing the same stuff. The same struggles, the same enemy, the same dilemma, the same folks. I'm tired. It's the cycle of the same. So this Youth Sunday, how many youths are tired of dealing with the same drama? What the youth deals with is the same drama that we deal with as adults. Let me paint a picture. The parents are asking them to clean their room. And the kids are saying, your room is not clean. The parents are asking the, the kids to wash the dishes. And they said, the dishes you messed up? The parents are proclaiming and declaring, do your best in school. And they said, I will if you do your best at work. So if you have kids who have loose lips, who is quick with the tongue, they might say something like that. And all of these are familiar sayings that parents tell their kids daily. 
But if we give our kids the microphone, will they say that you practice what you preach? So I'm annoyed this morning, pastor, that sometimes we have kids coming to church and the church has lost its relevancy to our youth. All around the man in this text, things are moving. And I know you hear people say that you have to run your race, but it's hard to run your race when you're stuck at the starting line. Watching other people get validated. Watching other people get graduated from high school and grammar school and college. And you're tired. Clapping, celebrating, posting all these things. All along that you are stuck, paralyzed. So in chapter one of Mark, I want you to, I want to paint this picture so you can understand this text. Because we're doing warfare. Chapter one in Mark, John is moving. John is baptizing people. He's out in the wilderness preaching, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. He is a voice crying out in the wilderness. He is moving. He sees Jesus moving in as John is baptizing him. While he's baptizing Jesus, God is moving. The Bible says that the heavens, the heavens are torn. God is moving. God is moving. And as John is baptizing Jesus, the scripture says that the Holy Spirit is descending upon him. And there's a spirit descending upon him as a dove saying, this is my son and who I'm well pleased. He's moving. Everything around him is moving. Even the devil is moving. The spirit is leading Jesus into the wilderness. And the devil is standing there waiting. Because every time you, you're taking territory, the devil is trying to steal that territory. So as we proclaim and declare that we're taking territory, Know that there's a real enemy that wants to steal, kill, and destroy everything that God has preordained for you. So be careful when you ask God to move you. Get ready for a fight. So he wants to frustrate you and prevent you from walking into your destiny. Turn to your neighbor and declare that we are taking territory. Now, that would be okay if, if, you were, if you were Lutheran, but you are Baptist. Turn to your neighbor and say that we are taking territory. Hallelujah. Taking territory is not a, a slogan, but it's a prophetic. Ephesians 6 and 12 says that, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness. So youth this morning, I want you to be watchful that the enemy will try his best to affect your today, to alter your tomorrow. We're not contending with flesh and blood. 
but we're continuing with a new devil that we have never been seen before. Our kids are dealing with issues that we have never seen before. Our kids are dealing with bullying. Our kids are dealing with drug addiction. Our kids are dealing with, with all type of sexual issues, gender identification. All alone while we're clapping and we're praising God and having church, our babies are dying. So that's how you can get annoyed because these are the next generation. These are the future leaders, the future pastors, the future leaders. And we have to rise up and wake and see what's going on. So everything around him is moving. And as Jesus is moving into ministry, he's increasing. John is decreasing. Jesus is moving down the shore and he called two sets of brothers. Jesus called four. And as they're walking, every time they're walking, something is happening. And when I read this text, I kept, I kept thinking about Shaft, just the moving, man, because I'm visual. So as Jesus is walking with these four brothers, everything is happening. Everything is moving. They're cold, man. They, they're just awesome. So the enemy knows Jesus is moving with the four. And while they are moving, they stop by a church and he begins to preach the word of God. And just as when we preach the word of God, the devil tries to act up. The evil spirit begins to move because he doesn't want this move to be the only move that you experience. So he's moving in church and Jesus is moving with authority. Jesus begins to call out this spirit. The scripture says that he calls out this impure spirit of the man. Look how the enemy moves. Just as God has tore the heavens, the scripture says that the enemy tore the man. The enemy always tries to replicate what God is doing. So be careful. Be watchful. So as Jesus is calling out the impure spirit of that man, he's moving. The scripture says that he proceeded down to Peter's house at Capernaum. In Mark chapter 1, this is the first time that they were there. There was a woman with a fever, and Jesus goes to the woman and he laid hands on her and helps her up. And she switched and now is serving him. Look at him. He's moving. While he's moving, the Bible says that they begin to bring all kinds of people with diseases that are afflicted to Jesus to be healed, to be touched, to, to be delivered. Now, it bothers me, Reverend Clarence, that in chapter one, they brought all of them and they were healed. What happened in chapter two? Last time I researched, all is all. So something happened where this man missed seeing Jesus. Youth, I'm praying today that God will give you real friends.
that is sick and tired of watching you suffer in silence. Quit watching me suffer. Quit watching me go through. Quit talking about me and take me where Jesus is. So just like Jesus chooses four men, the one who is annoyed has four. Now I'm going to ask if we can get four brothers real fast. Come here real fast. Four brothers, four men. Big brothers, big strong, barely men. Amen. And I need a youth. I need a youth. A young youth. You can stay right there. Stay right there. Stay right there. Go down. Go down. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. All right. Get you right here, Clarence. This way. This way. Come over here. No, you in the middle. All right. Now, when I tell you to pick him up, pick him up. Now, before you pick him up, don't you drop that baby. Pick him up. Just stay there. Relax, they got you. And when you're paralyzed, your weight is dead. So I'm trying to paint a picture of what is happening in Mark chapter 2. So New Faith, we need people in our lives that are not afraid to carry the weight. I don't need to see in social media that, that, that you're tired of carrying me. I want to surround myself with real friends that's okay for a season to carry me. The truth of it is that we all have been at a point in our lives that we need to need someone to carry us. Literally. So touch your neighbor and tell them, I need you to hold me. Literally. People don't know that while you're serving, you're crying. People don't know while you're ministering to others, you need someone to minister to you. I don't care how strong these men are, but every now and then you need someone to hold you. Look at them. They're looking intent. When you get sick of it and your friends get sick of it, you would do whatever it takes to come out of it. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 32 and 30 that one can chase a thousand. Two can chase 10,000. And when there are two or three are gathering your name, that he is in the midst. How can you hold me this strong? 
Because I have supernatural strength. How can you walk, me, walk with me through this? Because I have supernatural strength. God has given us endurance, new faith, to go after our youth like never before and to take them where Jesus is. So look at your neighbor and declare that God has anointed you to hold your family, to hold your children, to hold your wife, to hold everything. You got to hold it, hold it, hold it. So when we read this text, we don't know what it took for this man just to get out of the house. And to be honest, you don't know what it took for that person next to you to get to the church today. It isn't like I haven't been at church. I, I, again, don't you drop that baby. It isn't like I haven't sung a praise song. Isn't like I have attended prayer meeting on Tuesday night. I went. I praise him. But I'm still annoyed. I've been giving him glory for years. But I'm at a place in my walk that I have to go where Jesus is. Now look at them. I hope you're watching it because sometimes the carriers have carriers fatigue. It's easy to carry when you're fresh. But what can you do when there's two or three are gathering your name? Look at them. The, sol the, soldiers are the soldiers are burning. The quads, the glutes, the calves. It's all saying, let him go. Cameraman, can you get a, 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 a close picture at Reverend Clarence? Look at the sweat. You need people in your life that, that will ignore their feelings and carry you where Jesus is. New faith, when we say we're taking territory, is bigger than the person who is being carried. When, you, when we are taking territory, you have to grow up in Christ and put past your feelings for the needs of the people. In our text, the Bible says that when they got to the door, the door is blocked. They're looking at it. They pick this man all the way up, and the door is blocked. What do you do when the door is blocked? 
What do you do when one door closes? Oftentimes we, we don't see the door that God has opened us. So what he had to do is, he had four guys plus. And they went upstairs. And they went upstairs. Turn around this way. Lay him down gently. Lay him down gently. Lay him down gently. Gently, gently, gently. Stay down. Stay laying down. Lay down. Amen. Thank God for our babies. The truth of it is that when things get heavy, you will find out who truly is your friend. So when they got to the roof, the top of the roof, they went up there with every intent to get in the house. They didn't take him to the top of the roof to just stay there. They told themselves that we are not leaving here until he sees Jesus. Youth, I'm here to declare that don't let nobody stop you from seeing Jesus. Not your mother, not your father, not the pastor. Nobody's bigger than Jesus. So they got to the roof and there was no opening. Mark chapter 2, they said they began to dig. They got on their knees. They got on their knees. And they began to dig. They began to dig because what they saw was not their pain and their agony. What they saw was an opportunity for their loved one to see Jesus. So can you dig yourself through it? Through the mud? Through the struggle? Through the frustration? You gotta dig! Because this is life. I'm digging because I got to get to the place to see Jesus. We are taking territory. And that means that nothing will stop us. No barrier will stop us. No religion will stop us. Philippians 3 and 14 says that we press towards the mark in Christ Jesus. 
So can you dig yourself when you're tired? I see they tired. Can you dig yourself when you're frustrated? Can you dig yourself when you're crying? You gotta dig your way out. You can't let that depression sit in. You can't let that worry sit in. I'm here to declare that if you are bound by anything and you're struggling, that God has a door for you. All you have to do is get on your knees and begin to dig yourself out of that. And if you don't have the strength, partner with a neighbor that is not afraid to get their hands dirty and begin to dig. I hear him say, we almost there. And you need somebody to, to, to say that we are almost there. I believe at this moment, when Jesus was downstairs preaching, I believe that he was preaching about his God and the kingdom. He began to see cracks of the foundation to open up. And then he said, just look at my God. Just as I am preaching about him. He sees the desperation of these men tearing down the foundation to get to Jesus. New Faith, if you can lift your hands real fast and give him glory. Give him praise. I mean, praise him. Because if you are struggling, this picture is an analogy of where you are. I know it may be you Sunday, but a lot of us here are, are bound by things and issues. So as they begin to dig themselves, their digging interrupt the service. And I wonder, are there anyone here that we interrupt this service to have an encounter with God. Is there an interrupter over there? Is there an interrupters over here? Where are the interrupters at? Where are they right there? Louder! 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 Let the devil know that you're interrupting service to give God glory. Where are they interrupting at? Where are they? Where are the youth that need God? We don't need an altar call. Where are the youth that need God? open for you. Anyone that need God, God is doing a new thing. 
And God wants you to know that he is so ever, ever attuned to your prayers. So if you lift your hands right now, and those that are watching, that you will give God some glory, that you'll give him some praise, and dare to let him meet you where you are. Say, God, I need you. God, I need you. God, I need you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be unto God. Thank you for tuning in to our broadcast of New Faith Baptist Church International. If this message has been a blessing to your life, we ask that you please partner with us by sowing a seed of faith so we can continue to extend the body of Christ. Join us as we continue to move forward by faith. Yeah.